Hello and welcome, everyone, to the commentary for Dixie Stenberg and the Brassy Battalion. I think I messed that title up, didn't I? A little bit. Yeah, okay, anyway. You can throw an extra word in, I don't mind. Yeah, this is Bill Fisher, director, and as you just heard, there was Jeffrey, the writer. Hello, Jeffrey. Hello, Bill. That's Jeffrey Bridges, to give him his full name. Oh, yes, thank you. Lest they confuse me with the other Jeffrey who writes this show. Yeah, right, exactly. And then also with us who we're not ignoring is the assistant director Bruce Busby. Hello Bruce. Good evening, gentlemen. Episode, the beginning of um, the what end. gentleman are you talking to? Okay. Just space. Just space. She had just okay. Geist and All right. Episode 49, last penul- penultimate episode. Yes, the penultimate episode of Pixie Stenberg. Yes, the beginning of the end. Listen. Yeah, that yes. title I wasn't thrilled with, but it seemed to fit better than anything else I could come up with, so that's what's that. You should have gone with the penultimate uh, something that starts with P. You're right, I should have. Where were you when I wrote this four months ago? God, Bill! It's all your fault! I was directing the last episode. Yeah, yeah. That's an arrangement I can Okay. Oh, so here we go. This is the um, total mayhem scene at the beginning here. Yes, on the apex of the empire, which I wanted to say, by the way, you, you did a fantastic job. I don't know which one of you guys, you know, worked on uh, all the sound effects here and everything, but the pandemonium and chaos was just fantastic. That would be Bill. Uh, I do the effects, yeah. Uh, Bruce sets it up with the dialogue and uh, cleaning the lines and so forth, which I gotta say is the bee's knees. Um, to have someone like Bruce who knows what he's doing with line cleaning and so forth, and yeah, it's wonderful. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, a brief go back to that. Pandemonium, uh, if I remember to email this to uh, Jeffrey or uh, Brian, I have a JPEG of the, the, the session file for that pandemonium, and it's basically wall-to-wall um, effects, it's like white audition, which is just scary. There's just so much stuff. So I'm going to ask uh, Brian to put it up on the uh, Dixie website to show how much stuff is in that scene. How many uh, uh, different tracks did you use, do you know? Uh, actually, not, not that many. The way Bruce, uh, again, something Bruce does, which I find very helpful, uh, he sets up the effects tracks in a certain way, and I was able to use only five, wow. six tracks. But it's, you know, I have multiple effects, one after another, in each track, so it's just... It's, it's very, very crowded. So, I mean, unlike Superman 50 with the uh, fight scene with the 18 different people and, and all the effects that went with it, uh, it's much more dense. It probably has about the same number of, you know, I don't know what the proper, not the same number of clips because it's much shorter, but it's just... You know, it was densely packed, but it, right. on, with Superman 50, there was 30 tracks, something ridiculous like that. And this was just... Oh, and here's poor Volker. Yeah, Nebulon finally uh, just, you know, she's been uh, hating on humans for... Years and so she finally, you know, just gets fed up enough. Yes, conveniently right towards the end of the show. Amazing how that happened. Yeah, amazing. 
I, I, yeah, Volker's little my arm scream for a moment. For the first time I heard it, I was like, did he just say mom? <laughs> it would have worked if he had, you know, either way. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not upset with the line in any way. Just quite the contrary, it was a very good scream. Truly, I am almost there. Oh, and here's the footsteps business that we had the big trouble with. Yeah, we should talk about that. Okay, so in the uh, script for this episode, I had put in that when Nebby zooms over to Volker, it was, there was like some distance, and Robit was then running over there, and it was supposed to be kind of a gag in that through the entire scene, this whole conversation that Nebby and Volker are having, Robit is still running, and I'll be there in a minute, and just as soon as I get there, I'll teach you a lesson, and just keeps running. And the problem I didn't realize, which we discovered when Bill put the scene together, was that was a long time and a lot of footsteps, and they got really old really fast. Yeah, it was like two minutes of footsteps. Yeah, and the robot footsteps are really loud and clanky, and so it was very distracting, and we decided it was better to just cut them out entirely and go without it. I'm a big fan of minimizing footsteps anyway. Yeah. Oh dear. So, and I, I think hopefully, folks that are listening will be the final judge. But I think hopefully the gag still works without the footsteps in there. So. Yeah, I think so. Now the the arm chop, or the chop when he she cuts off, starts slicing up Volker there. I I actually went with the the first one. We went through what three different tries here. First one, a couple at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, the one that's in there that you just heard that you weren't paying attention to because we were talking. <laughs> is actually not the one that was we talked about. Oh. So the the first one that you heard was uh, paper cutter. Right. That's yeah. I, I was uh, guessing that's what it was. The yeah. First one, yeah. Yeah. And then Bruce put together one that was a little too gruesome. It was awesome, but it was a little gruesome for a PG show. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good, Bruce. <laughs> you know, you did a fine job. You did you did too good of a job, Bruce. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's my dark twin. Eric has taught me a few things. Ooh. Uh, so the version that's in this episode now is the paper cutter along with a wood chop, just like okay. you know, an axe hitting a wood. So I think it adds just the, the, the just a little more oomph. Yeah, a little more oomph and a little more. It's actually an axe chopping versus paper cutter, you know, but without the the wet sounds. Without the wet sounds, right? Exactly. So now here we are in uh, uh, what I, I think has got to be the longest commercial in Dixie history, which was kind of the intent when I when I put it in there. But prognostication. Yes. Oh, and the dean doesn't need a script. <laughs> he knows all. Knows all. Now this commercial, um, I want to say, uh, it was it was based um, on, on old commercials for Schlitz beer, and um, the end bit, the completely off the wall out there. Well, I just happened by this professor and his test results about coal or whatever. Uh, that was all in one of these beer commercials. Oh my god. That was the weird, I don't know if it was necessarily cold, but it was the, the, the basic bit came right out of a commercial, and it never went anywhere. And they never tied it into the product in any way, which of course, as you see, doesn't happen here either. It, it, there's just, they're not related at all, and I couldn't even believe what I was hearing, and so I I had to, that, that was the basis for this. And, and um, even the song uh, that Kristen sings, which also is the, the longest, most full, I think, complete song in the triple 
vocalist I've ever had, which I wanted to give them, you know, uh, I wanted to give Kristen a really big, nice song that she could, you know, really show off and shine on uh, before the show was over. And uh, that was actually almost exactly an old uh, jingle that was used for the the Schlitz beer. So um, I, I pulled all that stuff together for this one. Well, I, I do have to agree with you that Kristen did an excellent job on the song. Yeah, she totally did. Knocked it out of the park there, so. I assure you. Excuses! But let the uh, I think my personal favor is listening to them swap identities here. That's, for some reason, yeah. Oh yeah. they're, they're already <laughs> acting over the top. They're now going to be acting each other's roles over the top as each other. It's just, it's bizarre. Yeah, when I was writing that in the script, um, I, I was really excited to get the two of them together. You know, I've been planning it all season, and... Um, yeah, I just thought one of the most hilarious things is not only them getting drunk with each other, but then imitating each other. And I think Jerry and Bill did an amazing job uh, kind of, you know, uh, making fun of each other. Yeah, so it was it was just great. It was so much fun to listen to. So, yeah, to, to sidetrack the conversation briefly, when uh, M. Sierra Garcia got the script, she asked me how... How far she could go with the word umclit. Um, so. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Can you say I, PG? I didn't think you could. <laughs> well, thankfully she didn't. She didn't go over the top. But, uh, but there is a great ad lib in here. She she threw in. That's at the that's at the credits. Yeah, I think. Talking about the alley one? Yes. That's yeah, that's in the credits. Yeah. So don't tell it. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm saving it, you know. They heard the episode by now. Yeah, you know, they have the commentary it. track goes through this. You they're gonna listen to the episode first, so you're not really giving away spoilers by talking about it. That's that's what we're here for. Well not only that, it would have been very clever of Jeffrey to have written that, but she happened to just throw it in for free. <laughs> yes. I'm not that clever. So, uh, is this the uh, original music that was in the Schlitz commercial? Yes, actually. I, I sent Kristen a copy of the actual um, song because, you know, she, uh, for most of them, um, comes up with the tunes and the melodies all on her own. And I thought with yes. a song that was so long, that would just be... I mean, it's, she's already recording three-part harmony for it and, and having to I sing it all, and that's going to be enough work on, on its own. So I thought for this one, I, I sent her the actual commercial so that she could... Uh, pulled the tune out of that. Yeah. Where was I? Oh, yes. You cheat, sir. The triplets do not belong to you, and that is an unfair way to make... Uh, this is, this uh, reminds me of the whole beer summit thing with Obama and the... Wonder. <laughs> Indeed. But you, sir, you... And the delightfulness. Yeah, it is a new one coming up. I think it's like a beer summit with Bill O'Reilly and John Stewart or something. And oh God! <laughs> I know Billo's been on Colbert's short show. So I'm not surprised too much. Not even very good. Cry me a river. Yeah, that was uh, actually thrown into the script because it was something I noticed when I was writing it in that. Um, the triplets were around the whole time the Dean was, and he never had, like, uh, a little theme song or an intro song, but yet, yet, uh, Noel and Fortune both kind of had little themes from the triplets, so I thought, oh, why not just call attention to my own failures and have the Dean complain about it, so. Oh, the, the bottle opening, I think I have seven different bottle openings. 
Wow. Holy that yourself <laughs> while you were mixing. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, five or six different gulping sounds. Uh, went for a little variety. That's good, because if you just had the same one, it would get really repetitive. You would start noticing when you hear it that often. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty much my theory, and, and I, I know yeah. Bruce agreed with me, because he was like, make sure you have different ones. Uncaversity is an institution of which I... And the dean. What an astonishing coincidence! <sighs> yeah, I knew I had to uh, uh, save this Dr. one uh, when I was, was going to do the the beer and the, the two of them together. Not just for the, the end of the season, but for once uh, the dean actually returned more than just on the phone because uh, uh, with, with, with that random story with a professor from a university from that old commercial, I was, it just tied in too well with the dean. So it, it all just yeah. it was like serendipity. I'm like ah yes, all the pieces put together for me. So. And beg you to take your leave. Permicious knid, what? Git, git, pernicious git. I know, I was just making the Willy Wonka reference. Come on. It's been too long since I've seen it. He told me. Yes. He was all too happy to exercise his right to groan. At the the timing is just so old fartish. It's perfect. Jerry has a, 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 a uh, I don't know what the word is. It, it's just a very unique way of reading as the Dean, and it's just, it cracks well, me up every time. If you think the recounting of my perfect. stories... Perfect. From my standpoint. <laughs> why not act it out with me to spice it up? You will be... Dr. I did kind of wonder about why you put this in. So your explanation of... It was in the original commercial, and it didn't make any sense then. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it didn't have, like, the original people, like, uh, mimicking each other or anything like that, but the whole, right. I happened to buy this professor's office, and he was groaning about his test results, and, and it, the again, I don't know if it's actually about coal, but the actual thing from the commercial was that, uh, uh, what was something made up of, and it was, like, a, a chemistry question, and it was tiny, yeah. tiny bits of, like, dust, and it was just, it was probably coal, I'm, that would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, and it was in a beer commercial. It had nothing to do with anything. I kept waiting through the whole time. I'm like, they're going to tie this back in somehow. It's going to, you know, coal's a natural resource, and so is our beer. Drink it, America. Or so. No, not, there was nothing. It, just let it, it was just, it was kind of mind-boggling. Shall we begin? Oh, yes. Let's. Jerry also threw in a bunch of... Something... Uh, um, no, nothing's wrong. Extra sounds, I'm shall we say? A Belches and <laughs> yeah, I, I so think we left one of them in at questions. one point somewhere in there. Oh, we just passed it, which is okay, where it reminded me. He also has a hiccup in the credits and uh, so forth. So maybe he was method acting. I know, I know. Bill told me that he was. Uh, he decided <laughs> that he was gonna make it authentic. So Bill was tossing him back uh, when he was recording Noel here. So. I can't really argue with that, you know. That's a fine question. Gives a, a certain authenticity, you know. Exactly. I'm sure I'm not nearly as perfect as you might. Of course you are. You're magnificent. I assure you, I am not. But the answer I received that vexes me so. Bill with the timing on, oh, yes. on, on the This over-exaggerated pauses. Yeah. 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 Big chunks and little chunks of ungold dust. Oh, um, really? So he told me. <laughs> 
<laughs> they shift back to their own cells briefly to be offended yes. by the useless and bizarre conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. They were sharing my sentiment there when I listened to the original. So. Doctor Carlia, who cares? You say who cares to me? Head of the Unkiversity Chemistry Department. Well, look. Yeah, that was right in the in the commercial too. Who cares? Did you say who cares to me? It just the wording of that cracked me up. It is I, the amazing. How long was this ad? It was. Uh, I don't. It was at least. I'm gonna get. I think it was like two to three minutes long. Holy moly! Yeah. Indeed. Anyone can do that. Oh, and the Dean co-ops. Knowles. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am the not so amazing Noel. Well, if Noel can do it and he learned it at Unkiversity and the dean is the dean of Unkiversity, it only stands to reason. Yes. cares about the chemical composition of Umcol? Take, for example. See that right there is actually more than you get in the original commercial. They don't even say who cares about it. Yeah, oh. I think I shall. Thank you. Oh, I should have overlapped. Oh, I did overlap them. I don't know if it sounds. There's another hiccup there. And a bell burp. Umhol and beer now. Huh? Oh yes. Beer lovers know that it is brewed from select barley and hops and yeast. And of a <laughs> I like how when uh, uh, Dean gets Lots smashed, he gets progressively oh, less stuffy yeah. with each line he says. H2? Yeah. He sounded like a wino in <laughs> about three lines <laughs> from when he starts. Yes, he, uh... What I really care about is how... <laughs> <laughs> Once he hits that, that point, he just tips over real fast. Oh, you know it. Noel, yeah, he just sounds like he's a frat boy once he uh, yeah. once he's toasted. He's... Uh, so yes, I, I was kind of um... curious. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was just say too bad it's not an umket beer bong. Yeah, <laughs> I was kind of curious. Yeah, right. I was kind of curious about this question and answer ah business. Oh well, there was. You know, there were so many, they were throwing them in, they were kind of competing with each other. I'll toss one back and say, ah, well, I'll toss one back and say, ah, and in the script, I kept making the odds, like, get longer and bigger, like they were trying to compete, and so, at this point, you know, they, they kind of stopped competing and were just toasted, so I figured, why not throw in a question and answer one, you know, just to change it up a little, before they, you know, delve into, uh, telling each other off and then becoming best friends. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody else in the studio seems to be paying any attention to this whatsoever. No, I, I kind of see them all just sort of uh, sitting there staring on, stupefied, you know? Yeah, they're just, like, in shock. As am I. I say, you would know where we could find a couple more bottles nearby, would you? I just might. That's be our way right now. Um. Right now. Oh, that's. Umclit Select Comestible Beer, bringing people from all walks of life together <laughs> since 1909. What a miracle product. 
Thanks to M for resending the Ought 9 if I, mean, I think she did that, right? Yes. Yeah, it was the funniest thing because there was a long conversation. David Alt was staying with her uh, when he was visiting the U.S. And they were gassed to the gills, having a great time doing this and talking about the difference between ought and not in the U.K. and whatnot. And she comes up with 1909. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're talking about ought. Give me the ought. And so yeah, that was... Uh it was something that's been in the commercials several times. It's always Ought 9, Ought 9, Ought 9. I don't know. Maybe that was when Unket was founded. I just was doing a callback to those earlier ones. So. And here's Nebulon 2000. I, I, I was, I'm amused to notice that you changed her script, you know, lines for her. <laughs> Did she visit Nebulon 2001 after, after she yep. announced it? Yes. Exactly. Look at the I like the little pleasant music in the background. We must do it Robin walked a few steps. This was actually. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jeffrey. Alright, well, fine. This is it's it's inspirational music for Nebulon's big speech. You know. The big join me in destroying humanity speech? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, it's because at the end of it, there's some good... Seemingly. I forget. I don't know. Well, I was just going to say that uh, uh, this scene was... Um, the end of it, anyway. I, I was kind of stumped on for a while, because... Uh, when you've got Robot versus Nebby, and in every way, Nebulon is more advanced, I was like, how... How could she possibly get, you know, uh, destroyed? And then uh, it just kind of struck me that, uh, uh, you know, if she's more advanced and, and ro even robot, and you've seen, like, Kristen's art of the robot, which looks like a, a walking, like, furnace. Uh, if it was waterproof, I thought it would be kind of funny that if Nebulon wasn't, I don't know. I have a weird yes. sense of humor, I guess. But it amused me, so I thought that was the way to go. I just thought it was a pay okay. on to, uh, to Wizard of Oz. You know, and your little dog, too! <laughs> Well, she is green. Mm, so is the witch. Ding dong. What the heck fire are Bill and Geist doing here? Heckfire, I love that. That's good, good phrasing there. Oh, thank you. It sounds delightfully old-timey to my ears. So. Yes. Well, they gotta be up to something. Can any of you see exactly what's going on down there? Geist's been shooting those ghostly blasts. Nah, but that Billings League, not that beast. That beast ain't never seemed to like Scar any, so they can't be working together. So maybe the beast has something they want? It looks like there's something in the beast's arms. Some sort of... Uh, uh -oh, mechanical some sort of mechanical components. Uh, this can't be good. <laughs> this was actually tough getting... I, I know Bruce uh, did the best he could, but it, it's very difficult to keep Geist and Billingsley at each other the whole time while in that... Well, Seth is talking right. about something for a change. We lost all of Zeta's court because of you! Well, I thought it sounded great, so uh, if it was, you know, uh, a pain in the butt to do, it didn't, it didn't, you know, come through or show, so you made it look easy. And so it was that... Well, good job, Bruce. <laughs> That's the secret. Make it look easy. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're paid to do, I, I think. You get paid? Shh. Bruce, I told you not to talk about that. 
into the tall, spindly spire that sat atop the majestic skyscraper. What is? Amped up the power. Wait, wait, wait! And turned the These spire effects here also, I wanted to mention. Uh, I was sending a message thrilled beyond belief with them. Uh, uh, they were just awesome. I was over the moon. That sounds so cool. And the well, sort of the, uh, go ahead, Bruce. Oh, as I said, that, that, that little, the, the sound of the data sort of rippling out of the antenna is really good. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot take credit for that out of freesound.org. But it does kick ass. Ah, but you found it and put it in there, so... Yes. I'll take credit for that part of it, but... A hunter and gatherer you are. Yes. Tell my wife that. I mean, uh... <laughs> I was worried that geoslips overlapping each other so much made it not clear that they're coming in so many of them, but I guess it worked out. I think it worked okay, uh, at least from my perspective, because it, it starts different than it sounds in the middle, and I could hear the different ones starting up, even if the middles overlap, but uh, yeah. hopefully that, that was clear to the audience. I, I didn't have an issue with it. Again, I'm having trouble with the music on that because it's just, there's no way to there's no holy crap music. Yeah, there's no uh, old timey music song that just happens to end. Dun dun dun. Exactly. I I don't even know what to say. This crap. I lost my place. Well. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Do not lose faith, Brassy Battalion. You know, uh, looking at the runtime and seeing where we are now, this might be one of the uh, uh, shorter credits we've had in a while. Yeah, it seems to be pretty short. Yeah, now I mean, uh, yeah. Looking at it now. We kind of shot your wad in the commercial there. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anthony Picelli as. Yeah, it's only about five minutes long. You're right. It's pretty short. And he's in the movies. But we can Scouts that he really needs to keep his mouth shut here. Chris <laughs> Thomas Galen. We must prevail and protect the world for the next generation. He just needs a little more Very schooling, that's Benedict all. That's, yeah. Today He's going to have to get some schooling in the school of life. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily. Starring Lillard. Joey Scalzetti as the situation. Not oh, God. Not <laughs> anything. I don't ever, I've never even seen that show, and I have no desire. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah. I, I, I've seen the guy pop up on, uh, you know, who's got dancing talents with the stars or whatever. I don't need anyone. The feeling is mutual. Philip Weber as SCAR Trooper 1. But what has become of us? David Alt as SCAR Trooper 2. We just ran off to New York, never to be heard from again. Oh. Perhaps we found a nice place to settle down. Work on seat covers. <laughs> Make bunt. Once live happily ever after. We weren't really Nazis. We only did it because guys threatened to kill us. And she's so scary. Hold me. Kristen Bays as the Umket triplets. I can't believe we only had two songs. Uh, that seems rather, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? One of the songs was huge. I don't know, it's, it's advanced funny. for the... The era, I suppose. They always have been, though. Yes, they have been. And I think they're what uh, two-time uh, best comic relief and a Young production winners. Philip and David, there is the truth. Yes. So. so can't really argue with that. Everyone. Ciro Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. I'm sure we all thank. Especially 
Stay back. <laughs> Ooh, I just see yeah, I missed a, a uh, like sound effects cue there. And yeah. the good kind. It's fine. The, just, the, the lines cover it. The dean. Oh. What, what is the good kind of alley, by the way? I was, was going to ask that question. Bowling? That the, uh, bowling alley. Oh. Well, that was the ad lib, of course, for those of you who weren't paying yes. attention. It was that hot the ad lib about the alley. It was beautiful. It makes just as little sense as most of her stuff does. Right. Sam Young as the Beast. This was the actual, you know, uh, actually jump? the first commercial that, um, you know, uh, no, nothing bad has befallen misfortune. So I wanted to mention that actually, yes. She got out unscathed, except for you know the drunk Noel hitting on her. Yeah. That's. Is that some, somehow you enough, <laughs> somehow you yeah. think she's had a lot worse in life. <laughs> I think we know she's had a lot worse. So, ordinarily, for those of you who pay attention, the theme song plays throughout the entirety of, well, as much as the end credits as a pitch. I felt it would be best to turn that off for while this song was playing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and then you just brought it back in right after, and it worked just fine, so. Yeah. Enjoy the soothing sounds of Kristen Bates as the Umkent triplet. And later tonight on Smooth Jazz 105. <laughs> One person being the triplets is just like an ad for Stella Zine. <laughs> That's tasty. That's tasty. That's another ad lib from Jerry. I love you, man. <laughs> right back at you. Oh. Stay safe, America, and, oh, good, I need a drink. <laughs> this production was written by I, I didn't realize that was an ad-lib from Seth. Anyway, here we are at the end of the episode. Next one is the big finale, so everyone listening, you better listen to that, too. Yeah, come back next month, the last episode of Dixie Stenberg you'll ever hear. I am the right. dean of learning. And many stay main of higher <laughs> Stay main. <laughs> Good night. Bye Good bye. night.